If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Welcome to another episode of the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. You probably know who I am. I'm Claire Hill, self-belief coach, blah, 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 blah. Um, but today I have the amazing Carly Myers. Is it Myers or Myers? It's Myers. Oh, I should have said that. Myers. <laughs> so one of my best mates is David Myers. And I was just same surname. But anyway, that's just spun me out. <laughs> I've got Carly here today because um, she is, uh, and I've called her this, a, a, a superhero mum running her business. I came across Kylie a couple of years ago and was astounded by the fact that in her first brand photography, she had little baby Margot, very, very young, and she was launching this online business. She's got had a career in dancing on the stage and all of that as well. And now she is a business and marketing coach. Um, lovely to have you here, Carly. You're absolutely oh, great. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, you're very, very welcome. So would you like to, I mean, that was a bit of a vague introduction really, wasn't it? But would you like to introduce yourself in a bit more detail? Yeah, so I mean, I can go, I feel like I've lived like three lifetimes. So like, I don't really know what lifetime to start from, but I'll try and like round it up in a nice little neat package. Um, so my, I started out as a performer. So I was a professional dancer for most of my, all of my childhood. And then up until the age of 26. And I was like traveling all around the world, doing musicals in the West End, literally living the dream. Well, what I thought was the dream. <clears throat> and then um, I got injured and then really instantly my career was over. And I thought at the time that that would be like devastating. You know, if I'd ever thought about that happening, I thought, oh God, what on earth would I do with my life? Because there really was never a plan B. It was always about dancing. And I just kind of took it as this sign. I remember I was in the ambulance, I was going to the hospital. My dad called me and was like, I think this is a sign, you know, that you're not meant to be doing this. Wow. And, um, and I kind of took it as that, but I couldn't, I just, I found it so hard at that point to figure out what my passion was, like what my next thing was, because I'd never had to figure it out. And that's why I have a lot of um, like compassion for people now that are trying to start a new business. And they're like, I want to do something, but I have no idea what that is, mm -hmm. because it really took me a long time to figure out what that was. And I was just I just decided to like say yes to stuff, you know, like lean into stuff everything that I was trying was outside of my skill set. So my skill set was literally just dancing. So I ended up working for Apple as a business specialist, ended up doing all these random things, started up a dressmaking company called Carly Can Make That. Um, and I was actually pretty shit at it. Oh, sorry, can I swear? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, was pretty, I was pretty rubbish at it, but I was, was self-taught. So I was quite impressed with myself, but actually the stuff was terrible. Mm. Um, and then I got into network marketing and that was the first time where I really felt like I'd kind of got into, I'd, I was finding my flow, you know, and I was like, yeah. I was starting to get good at things. And I was thinking, oh, actually, I quite enjoy this. I like being around people that are like me. I like working towards something. I like having this goal. Um, and then I was with that company for... Um, Oh God, almost 10 years, actually. It took me seven wow. years to reach the very top of that company. Um, and then I just kind of reached this point where I just wanted more. 
And I felt like I like I've, I've become a complete marketing and digital marketing nerd. Like I just my favorite thing is sitting with a marketing book. My partner is like, you are such a nerd. Like you were pretty cool when I met you. And now you're just really <laughs> not. I just love sitting and reading my marketing stuff. Um, and then, yeah, when I started to learn about the world of like digital products and online courses and the information industry and, and all of this stuff. And my mind was starting to get blown and. I just really felt like I wanted to do something on my own and have something for myself. So then I set out to start my own coaching business and start out and I I left my network marketing and started doing that. And then opportunity to take over this Instagram account, which had 2.3 million female entrepreneurs. And um, at the time, that was actually a similar time as to when you would have seen that brand shoot. I've just had my second baby. Um, the first, my first baby was actually when I promoted to the top of my network marketing company, like three months later, I had that baby. And then um, my, uh, yeah, Girls Winning Empires came along to me when Margot was just born. And I just said yes to it. You know, like I've kind of in this, I've always had this mind frame of like, I'll just figure it out. Like say yes, I'll just figure yeah. it out. Went into um, Girls Winning Empires, which was an incredible experience. It was like a crash course in business for like, a year um but that company was owned by investors and when investors have an input in a company sometimes it's very different to the ceo like so for me i was very much about like the results and the community and i wanted to get my i wanted to get all those women all those female entrepreneurs i wanted to light a fire in them and i wanted to give them the tools to do it and the investors wanted profit they were like get there as you know as quick as you can whack out a 20k mastermind come on let's go let's go let's go and so i decided this isn't me this is not this isn't what i want to be about um and i just really feel like i want to go on my own and do my own thing so then i left and then yeah now i'm doing my own thing and now i have i basically teach people now how to create automated sales systems to sell their high ticket course so how to turn their skills and their knowledge and their passion and so much life experience that they've got inside them I teach them how to turn that into a digital product that they can sell on autopilot to create a passive income so there's my little roundabout I love it did you like I feel that obviously being a dancer you must have had that competitive did you compete dancing or was it yeah I did compete I'm actually not that competitive like I don't really care about um winning against someone else that doesn't really Mm. bother me but I really care about achieving extraordinary things so Mm. like the dancing industry is so tough like there are so many other dancers it's cutthroat like the feedback you get is brutal and it's just a really really tough industry you get like you know 100 times more no's than the yeses and um I just had this like I've always had this thing of me of like proving myself in tough industries like network marketing is a really tough industry um and yes I I do feel competitive but only towards myself really and I really like to like set a goal that most would seem you know most would think is unachievable and prove to myself that I can do it I don't really know where that comes from it's probably an unhealthy No, I love it. It's like that Monica, Monica from Friends says, it's like when you're in competition with yourself, it's the best kind of competition. And like, I totally agree with you mm-hmm. because, you know, it's that saying of like being the better version of yourself than you were yesterday. That's all, you know, the energy, that's all I concentrate on as well. And looking at other people, I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but if I look at anyone else in my um, field or somebody that's doing it, you know, like I suppose we're probably in a similar kind of thing. 
I'm just looking at it inspired by you. Like, I'm never going to be like, oh, God, I'm in competition. You know, like, there's enough clients for everybody in the world, isn't there? But it's that being in competition with mm. yourself is so powerful. It's like the most powerful thing and can really mm. push you forward. And it's lovely to hear, or it's quite cool to hear that even though you've got that, you had the dancing, your network marketing, you've got this career now, all of those transferable skills that you've really applied in a really fantastic and successful way in all of those three um areas and it's and I suppose that shows how transferable skills are so anybody that's sitting there going I really don't like my life right now what can I do Mm -hmm. it's like you you'll be surprised at how many of those skills are so transferable oh 100% and that's the thing like so many people have so much fear of taking the step of you know starting a new business or you know going out on their own when they've previously part, been part of a team or something like that because they feel like they're starting again and I was having this conversation with a, a PT the other day she's worked in the fitness industry for like 10 years mm-hmm. and when it comes to going online she's just full of doubt like you should see her in her gym she's like so confident everyone loves her she's absolutely amazing and then when it comes to going online in her head, she's just like, well, I'm starting from scratch. This is a new medium that I'm going to be teaching on. So I'm starting from the, from the beginning. I'm like, babe, you are coming at this with eight, like 10 years worth of experience. You cannot forget that. And even though I had no experience in network marketing, I had loads of experience in managing my mindset understanding discipline, understanding, you know, getting over rejection and being resilient from my dancing career. So I wasn't starting fresh in network marketing. It's probably why I had the success that I did because I took that those skills from there. Same with my coaching. Like I was a brand new coach on the scene, but I'd put in hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of coaching for free within my network marketing business. Yeah. So whenever anyone is thinking of taking that step, you can't think of it as like, I'm starting from scratch just because this is a new medium that you're doing it. You have to really think like, what skills can I bring over? What am I amazing at? And that is not a natural thing for us. It's not natural for us to say, what am I amazing at? Like, what am I, you know, just so good at? It comes so naturally. Naturally, we're like, I'm terrible at this. And that's what's happening with, you know, my PT friend. She's like, I'm not good on social media. I can't do this. I'm not good on on." you know, online stuff. I'm not very techie. And I'm like, but you have so much stuff that you are incredible at. And that's what you need to focus on. So I definitely think like if anyone's listening to this and you're scared of taking that jump, you have to actively practice and switch your brain to why would I be good at this? Like, why could I make this work? Why is this a good idea as opposed to the opposite? And there is so much you can transfer over. So yeah, I completely agree. With you saying about marketing, I'm also a lover of marketing and um, I'm sure you share my love for Seth Godin, who's literally the marketing king of the Mm -hmm. world. Um, I do have, um, I'm going to send you a photo of it though, because you might not know about it. Uh, Well, you probably do actually. This this, um, book by, his name's Doug, I think, Doug someone, about the science of marketing or based on like actual proper science. I'm going to send you the picture. It's like, it's blowing my brain this book but anyway when you what is it about that marketing that really like your geek freak gets really super energized by what is it about it what's the one because thing that you just like love I feel like I think the thing I love about marketing is when you market something properly you can connect with someone and help them see 
the thing that's been holding them back and offer them the solution instantly. So, so many people, the reason why marketing is so powerful is that most people aren't actually out there Googling, what is the answer to my problem? You know, this, my problem is X. How do I find the answer to this? Most people have no idea what their problem is. They don't understand why they're not where they want to be, why they're holding themselves back, whatever it is, why they're not making the money that they want to. They don't understand what that problem is. And when you can get marketing right, you can help someone have that light bulb go off in their brain that goes, oh my God, that's it. Oh, that makes so much sense. You can help someone have like a major breakthrough so quickly. And I love it. You know, if you ever like, read something sometimes you read a quote online or you will watch a reel or something and you literally feel like all these cameras have just come on you and you're like they are speaking to me how do they know this about me like I read I saw something about um oh it was I saw this reel about like how you can just literally love your children to death and do anything for them but also you just really don't want to make them dinner that night it was something like that and I was like exact four um and I love it when you get, when you read that thing and it pierces you so much. And sometimes you can get an instant breakthrough in that moment. And that's what I love about marketing that I can, you know, I I know that if I get my messaging right and messaging is the number one thing in marketing, people think it's all funnels and tech and stuff like that. And that is an aspect of it. If your messaging isn't right, it's not going to pierce the heart of the person that you want it to. And so the, I just love when I I have the power to, if I get the messaging right, I can pierce through someone they're going to have a breakthrough and that's going to allow them to then take that next step. That's kind of the main thing, I think. I love that. Um, with If if anybody hasn't isn't aware of messaging, I'm going to share a stupid story now of when I first came across the word messaging and said, I was like, oh, we're going to, go. it was, I was in a mastermind. They said, oh, we're going to have some training. It's my first mastermind. We're going to have some training on messaging. I said, oh, is that how you communicate in Facebook Messenger? I wanted to <laughs> They were like, no, it's not. So for anybody that's like me a few years ago, no idea. And I'm thinking now, like I love messaging so much, but how would you define or give like a a real simple um, explanation about what messaging is? Messaging is basically when you are able to use the exact words that are inside your ideal client's head. So when you've nailed the messaging, your ideal client will say, I feel like you're in my head. Like, How do you know that about me? If you've been following me around, that's when you know that you've nailed it. So messaging is, and and you can do this, like I call this like message mining and stuff like that, where I'm just talking to my ideal client, we're having conversations and I'm just picking up on words that they're saying every time because you can think that your ideal client has this problem and their biggest frustration is like, you know, I'm not making enough money. But when you have a conversation with them, you can start to pick up on words that they're saying all the time. Maybe they're saying, you know, I just really struggle to believe in myself or whatever. There's these, and it's not even big phrases like that. It's just tiny words and phrases that they're using. And then you start to speak to more of your ideal client and you realize they're using that word as well. And they're using that phrase and that's how they describe this. And so you then take those words, those exact words that your ideal clients are saying, and you use that to describe your offer, your solution, the problem that you are solving. And that's when you get that perfect match. Um, I think the reason why so much marketing doesn't work um, is that people think they know what someone wants, but they're just using the wrong words. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Mm. you're saying the most beautiful, incredible love poem to this like French guy and you're speaking English at him and he's like, 
I have no idea what you're saying to me. Like yeah. the words are there, but it's just in the wrong language. And that's really what messaging is. It's really just figuring out the language of your ideal client and speaking in that same language. Yeah. So doing market research is like I've moved into every single day a month, one day a month, I open the, my calendar and I just invite people that I feel are my ideal clients or the people mm-hmm. that I just sometimes I just want to chat to them and learn about them because they just seem cool like I mean this is why one of the reasons why I started the podcast but I talk to them and and then I just give them a free like 15 minutes little bit of coaching mm-hmm. I have learned so much doing this it is like the best resource I've ever done and I've sold so much as well because people are then mm-hmm. getting a bit of a taste of me and they're like oh She's pretty cool. All right, I'll have her. Um, but that kind of conversation, and I've talked to some people inside of my membership, and they they feel worried to even ask questions on Instagram stories. You know, if you just do a simple market research with just polls, yeah. and they feel intimidated by that because it's like, well, it's I'm not t- I'm talking about something else. No, you're learning about who you want to try and sell to. It's just yeah. it's just so it can be so transforming in how you approach then how you sell stuff totally there's there's loads of ways you can do it without being so forthcoming as to like will you get on a call with me you know even if you're in facebook groups you can search for your topic like say if you're teaching um i've got a lot of clients that teach um about menopause Mm. how to overcome overcome menopause or manage menopause and they'll go into a facebook group and they type in menopause in the search bar and see what questions are coming up about that then you've got like amazing questions and answers that people need the solution to um so that's a really great way of message mining as well um you know going into any kind of like blogs and forums even going on google and typing um uh the words if you type in like menopause and then see what questions come up that it also predicts after that um but i think it's just being really aware of the language that people are using like there is so much gold out there um in the language that people are using but a lot of the time we're just not trying to mine it if that makes sense we're not trying to really listen to it to put into our to our messaging so yeah you just got to start to become really aware of the language that people are using and then that's when it really starts to click into place so at the moment where do you sit with so you did your girls building empires and um you had all of that it's really interesting to hear about the investors i know that you've done that but i didn't know about the investors stuff and and it didn't just sit right so i suppose with them their mission for that business was just not aligned to what you were trying to do no, and look, I get it. Like, they're not bad guys at all. They're amazing no. guys. They bought the Instagram account for an extortionate amount of money. So mm-hmm. I understand why they want to hit the profit. But I believe that for something like, you know, re- to really create like a good community and everything like that, you just can't do it like slapdash really quick. Let's just get everyone to pay loads of money. It's not the right way to do it. And for that audience, it was a very young audience. And I wanted to really make training accessible for them, which is why I started the membership. And I just wanted to to be really honest with you, like in this coaching business and anything online, you have to play the long game. Mm. You know what I mean? You just have to like it, you're trying to get that quick buck, trying to get that quick bit of cash is fine. And you might get some quick cash months, but it's going to set you back massively um, in terms of creating the life that you actually want to create. And I, I imagine most people that get into the world of marketing and coaching and things like that, A, is because they really want to help people, but B, is because they want that freedom lifestyle. This is what I talk about a lot, where you have the balance to, you know, be a mum and 
be earning all this money and have this amazing career yourself and really have the beauty of best of both worlds. Um, and I feel like that has to be a long game. And if you keep chasing the quick buck, you're just going to set yourself back from that. That's when you get into the mode of like, you know, literally hustling yourself into burnout. And I am like kind of gone both ends of the spectrum mm. with the hustle. I've been really unhealthy workaholic you know, really not good at all to then go in the other way of like, I don't want to hustle at all. I just want to, you know, sit and think about my dreams. And then I'm in a really good place in the middle now, which is where I work three days a week. In those three days, I'm in full grind mode. Like today I'm back to back with my calls and I'll be working all the way. I'm going to go and get the kids, bring them back, put them to bed. Then I'll work all evening again. But then in the rest of the time, I'm like full present. So that, that's how I've kind of like found that that mix between hustle and not. But I really think that you only get to that place. I've only got to that place now where I'm able to have fully switch off time because I've built this automated system, which I've built over a long period of time. I've been gradually building my influence and all of that. Um, and you have to play the long game for it. Mm. So tell me about your automated system, because my... Um... I'm in the process of building mine and um, and I'm long overdue. I'm one of them people that you should have had a funnel like to. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. And I just, <laughs> it feels so overwhelming to me. My coach is literally every meeting. So what have you done? I'm like, um, well, I've just had clients and I've been too busy and stuff. And again, it is the long game. But where would you just, again, describe, I mean, there are people that would be going, I know what that is, but there are people that have no idea what a funnel is. And where, I mean, the the basics of it, but what is possible with an automated system in the ones that you're describing? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, once you automate your business, that's really where the freedom aspect comes from. That's when you're not like when everything's automated, it takes away that brain fart aspect of like, mm. oh, my God, I need to send that email. Oh, my God. Yeah, I need to get back to that person. Oh, my God, I need to do this. You know, that constant to do list yeah. that's going on in your head when you're able to automate your business, it eliminates that. And you just have this more of a sense of peace of like, OK, I know things are working in the background. So really like a uh, automated sales system sounds like a really fancy schmancy way of basically just saying it's a way where someone can buy my course whenever they want to buy it but there is always traffic being sent to my sales page or my my main conversion tool which is my webinar um in order to help them figure out whether this is for them or not and so what people tend to do when people say like i want to have an evergreen course so evergreen means that it's available all the time most people would be like, right, okay, I've created this course. I'm going to put it on my website. It's up there for people to buy. And then they're like, why is no one buying my course? This is what's going on. This evergreen thing is meant to be like bringing me all this passive income and it's not. And so the other way of doing it is live launching where you would do like this big drawn out campaign, lots of energy, lots of hype, driving lots of people to watch a webinar or something like that in order to sell your course that way. That's fair enough. You could do that, but it takes a lot of energy and it's very unpredictable. You know, sometimes you could have a good launch. Sometimes you could not. Um, sometimes the kids go sick. Sometimes all this stuff happens. You're like, damn it, I can't. How am I meant to do this launch? <laughs> so having an automated system where your course is selling every single day is really the smartest way of doing it. Um, and what you want to have is basically just three elements. This is the three elements of my uh, funnel. It's really nice and simple. I have a high converting webinar, 
So first of all, I have my program. My program is actually a high ticket program, which means that it's really hands on with me. Like I'm really close with my clients. I work with them really, really closely. But the way that I have it structured means that if I have 500 clients or one client, I'm still able to give the same amount of impact and connection to each of them. So it's a really good scalable course in the way that it's structured. Obviously, if you have one to one or something like that, you don't have that same kind of scalability. Mm. Um, so that's the first aspect. You have a dream coaching business, a dream course, which is designed about around your lifestyle. The second aspect is a high converting webinar. So the reason why I have a high converting webinar is because many people will find me for the first time online. And it takes a little while for people to warm up, right? And to be like, first of all, is this for me? Why should I trust you? And do I want to join you? Like, do I feel motivated to join you? So a webinar is a really great way of helping someone identify their problem, helping them see how simple my solution is for them, but also deterring the wrong clients and attracting the right clients. Mm. So ideally, by the end of my webinar, and it's all done in a really special way, by the end of my webinar, some people are going to be like, nah, that's not for me. That's what I want. I want those people to go. I don't want those people coming into my program. Some people are going to be like, oh my God, I love her. I want to work with her. Whatever it costs, I'm going to work with her. Mm -hmm. So then the third step of that funnel is to book a call. And I never used to do a, a book a call. I used to send everyone to a sales page and just let anyone buy my program. And then I realized that I just really don't want to work with everyone. <laughs> I know that sounds <laughs> awful, but the number one thing that I teach is about creating your dream business mm -hmm. and your dream business should be filled with your dream clients. Yeah. So the reason why I have a call that they come to me, I really make sure that my program truly is the right fit for them. I really don't want people coming in, doing my program, leaving and telling all their friends that it was rubbish. I want people mm -hmm. to come in, have a massive transformation and be like, Carly's the real deal. So we have that call, have a chat with them. Um, make sure that I like them, make sure that they like me. And then if we're the right fit, I invite them to join my program. And so it's just nice. It's like, I'm working with great people all the time. My webinar and my funnel is doing 90% of the work for me. So then the people that are actually booking onto a call with me are 90% of the way there. Um, and it's just that little, you know, personal touch that kind of gets them in. So yeah, really simple. It's just three steps, create your dream course, create a high converting webinar to qualify the right people and the wrong people, and then get them on a call with you to make sure that they're coming in nicely. I love that. So do you have all the emails, all the fancy emails going and go off and sending this? That, yeah, that everything is automated, everything. And it sounds really like, it sounds really complicated, but it doesn't have to be complicated. And the reason why most people overcomplicate this also is because they think the more, if I want to make more money, I need to sell more stuff. That's a really common problem that a lot of people um, make. And that's a, a, a problem that I made as well. A problem? Mistake. A mistake yeah. that I made. Um, and it's just not true. And so when you just have one core signature offer, like this is the main way that you can work with me, and you go all the way with that one offer, before you start thinking about adding in all these other products and all these other funnels and all the other launches, go all the way with that one offer and yeah. then start to bring in other ones that also feed into that offer. And... I talk about this being the heartbeat of your business. So I believe that every coach should have a heartbeat offer. 
And the heartbeat offer is the one that is constantly driving blood and revenue and energy and everything through your business. And that's what keeps your business afloat. It keeps it thriving, keeps it healthy. If you don't have a heartbeat consistently running through your business and you've got dribs and drabs of income coming in from all over, that's why most of the time you feel like you're flagging and you're like, oh God, Mm. you know, I'm like, got loads of money this month, got no money this month. It's because there's no heartbeat running through your business. So that's really what I teach. That dream, you know, offer that I talk about is really that core signature heartbeat offer, which is what your entire business is centered around. Once we've nailed that, then you can look at adding some other stuff in. How do you help people to find that heartbeat offer? Because I like, I think you get into this, um, uh, mistake of and I probably uh, at the moment I'm like that. I'm trying to scale I'm reading a book called oh, I'm all over the place hold on I'm reading a book called the one big thing um and mm-hmm. it's just about basically you know mm-hmm. you asking that question what is going to make it easier and I feel like I'm already like really clarifying exactly where I'm going with stuff and I've um, been running being a coach now for like two years and I just know exactly what I'm offering now I know what I do for people it's all about possibility self-belief and positive syndromes all about that what am I actually providing for that but then it's like but I love doing this and I love doing this and I love doing this they all bring in about the same amount of money and I don't feel like I, I am like obviously I'm Mac I'm, am I Max though no probably not I'm all right I'm good I'm good I'm loving life but how would you teach somebody to say, no, that's the heartbeat? It's not even, and I'm, I guess I'm, I'm using myself as an example here, but I love everything just as much. It's not like even if I could go, oh, I've got more joy there. So that's where mm-hmm. it's like, exa- I am all on with what you're saying. Perfect. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> but I've got about seven arts going. <laughs> like... <laughs> okay. So what are your, let's do, let's use you as an example then. What are your kind of avenues? So I've got my, I do one-to-one coaching that's really intensive, like proper mentorship um, over six months. I've got my membership, the Vivid Business Club. Um, I've got a group program um, that runs, I'm not going to be running that because I'm hoping to have a baby next year. So oh. um, I keep saying it out loud. So it's going to happen because <laughs> I've got still 100% convinced my husband. But anyway, that's some story. So <laughs> going to, um, but so I probably won't be running that next year. And then I've got this course, which I'm going to re-record that's bloody brilliant. Um, it's all about powering up your self-belief and dimming down your imposter syndrome. I ran it in the summer, um, 10, 10 sessions, and they we have a group meeting. It's all set up to have, like you're saying, as, as many people in it as you want, and it's mm-hmm. just running. So I, I did that so I could do this passive. But I get so much joy out of doing one-to-one. Like, I love it, love it. Like, I do VIP days, and I'm like, run out skipping and I know that's not scalable but I'm fine if I just got the moment I'm maxed out with clients but I know that I could just do like have two clients and be happy with that and manage that really Mm -hmm. well my membership I freaking love again I love it like really really love it the community aspect the fact you see all of these people networking and connecting and it's obviously fantastic for it being basically passive income and I you know I show up and I still deliver but there's a lot there that they can just access whenever they want and then I've got this course. So, yes, you see what I mean? Like, I just love everything. It's just too loving. <laughs> and I get that because my, my business did actually look very similar to that. So what you want to think about is, like, with your one-to-one, is there 
kind of a process that obviously every person is different, but is there a general process that you are taking people through? Because what you really want to figure out in your coaching is what your methodology is, like your framework, what's unique to mm. you, where you say, when you work with me, I'm going to take you through this framework. So that's amazing to help them see that there's an actual process they're following. Is there a framework that you take people through in your one-to-one? Yes, there is. But I there's the I have one um, success framework for the membership. So they've got their success path coming through that. And my coaching is very aligned with all of that because usually mm-hmm. most of my coaching clients are, were already in my membership and, you know, that it sort of acts as a funnel in that way. Um, but my but the success path, I wouldn't – it probably needs tweaking for it to be specific for one-to-one clients, actually. But it's basically, yeah. you know, just needs to be tweaked. So what I would do if I were you, I would look at your one-to-one coaching, your group coaching and your online course and see where you can marry that together to create like this incredible framework and real process that takes them from where they are now to where they want to be. Because your group program, like my group program is there is a real like one-to-one aspect with it, but then the things that are going to be the same for every single person, I built that out into a curriculum that they can go through. So it's a real hybrid hybrid strategy of mm. one-to-one and a group program, but it means that I'm able to scale it a lot bigger. Yeah. And you'll probably find that it might just be that what's in the course and the group program and the one-to-one is just different stages. But if you could start to think about how you could bring that into one core process, then you could have an incredible high ticket program Mm. which creates a massive transformation but also the membership so this is what I do with mine I have my high ticket program I drive all traffic to my webinar which sells into my high ticket program but as a downsell they come into my web my membership so the heartbeat is still the the uh, high ticket and every piece of traffic wherever I talk about anything online is driving to that webinar Everything is about that. But through that, they're going to be filtered into where is going to be the right fit for them. So that's really where you get momentum. Like if you can start to drive traffic to one core point, everything is pointing to that one direction. And then your heartbeat offer will be that. But it's going to fill out wherever they need to. I love that. I didn't expect to get a bit of a light bulb talking to you. Like, obviously, I feel I find you inspiring. You, you, you know, you're my vibe and everything. But yeah, I'm just now. I can see in my head like a whole mind map. I've got to call in my coach tomorrow, so I'm going to be like, right, this is what <laughs> we need to map this out and talk about it. But that just makes so much sense. <laughs> that's why having a coach is amazing, though, and that's yeah. why like, every coach should have a coach. Like I have yeah. a coach because when you're in the thick of it, <clears throat> you know, you're you're it's too messy and you can you're so attached to each aspect like excuse me you're you're really attached to what you're teaching in that course you're really attached to the Mm one-to-one clients and so it's hard to then step back and be like how how does this piece together like let me put my marketing hat on and where this where does this make sense actually from a business perspective so it's really like I would have exactly the same I have those same light bulb moments where my coach will say that to me and I'm like duh what what have I been doing and honestly before I was doing this strategy of driving all traffic to one place and really having my core offer and I had like all these seven different offers I was like no wonder you've been exhausted Carly you're a mess you're literally trying to do everything and I always use this analogy of like if you've got six planes on a runway 
and you've got like this massive tank of petrol and you split the tank of petrol between all of those six planes and they all get 20% or whatever. No, none of those planes are getting off the ground at all. But if you put it all into one, that's 100% going to be flying and it's going to be amazing. And that's what we do with our business so often. We're just splitting the tank between too many things and wondering why we're not moving anywhere. So you just got to go all in. Yeah. And do you know, it's so funny because I had a conversation with one of my clients about simplifying it and just going after one thing. But it's like, like, do as I say, not as I do, because I was like, yeah, but I just love it all. And you're right. I need to. And that's because I feel like you're you're quite similar to me in the way that we think and things like that. And I would imagine that you struggle to keep things simple. Because like you have so many ideas and you're like, I could do this, I could do this. And your brain works at a really fast pace. So you're like, I could do that, though. Like I could add that in. And I know that I can manage it and I know that I can do it. But just because you can add it in doesn't mean that you should. And I've actually had to really learn to be okay with a simple life and simple business because simple scales. And I will literally like be chucking in maybe I can start an e-commerce business no Carly stop stop <laughs> like stop and just let it be simple and and I've really found that with like with building out this automated system it is getting like simpler and simpler and I find myself sometimes trying to busy it and I'm yeah. like stop Carly just allow it to be easy let it be easy yeah that is me that is exactly what like me struggling because I think it's that definition of working hard. I already have that, um, that I suppose guilt is the wrong word, but I suppose it's that love. Well, no, it is guilt, I suppose, that I have this job. I literally live my dream life. I get to work with people I want to work with. I make more money than I used to doing, um, I used to be an assistant head in a secondary school. I make more money doing that. I'm able to do all of this fun stuff. Like, have this is work. We're having a, an amazing conversation with like cool people. Like, this is work, and you're <laughs> opposing that all the time because that that part of you that's going, yeah, but is it work? So I have to make work for myself to make it feel like work. And then I'm like, but what would I do otherwise? And I I went away last week, and I'm like, well, I would sit and read books and play with my son and go and do fun things and go to Legoland and go to Thailand and like do all these amazing things. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, but you know it's got to be work and that mm-hmm. is a big thing I think for people exactly like you're saying if you're listening to this it's exactly I had a client say to me I just feel guilty because this is my life now and I'm like right you need to read the book The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks have you read it it's yeah like, I interviewed him on my podcast as oh well oh my god did you yeah, oh my so god oh my god did you just ask him yeah oh my god Honestly, I'm, I'm, like, I'm so ballsy I'll just ask anyone well, that's what I went to get Stu McLaren on the podcast. I found out we were born in the same hospital. So I was like, um, Stu, we were born in the same hospital. Do you want to the podcast? Were you really? Like, yeah. That's random. You weren't born in Canada. From England. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. He, he was born in Grayson Hospital in Kent, same as oh, me. Really? Yeah. So that's a good cool. thing. That's a good tip for people, I think, always to try and find some common ground or also always lead with what's in it for them. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really have anything to offer Gay Hendrix, but went for it anyway so lovely read, I've give, given him so many sales in his book because I tell everybody about his book and the whole right. of my membership are run, reading it at the moment so they all bought it they're all reading it they all take the you know all of it all they talk about it all the time and then they're like oh yeah it's my upper limit problem I'm like, oh my god You're well so there's cool. your there's your leading line yeah on Instagram go for it yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, thank you, Carly. Before you go, um, I know because you are back to back and busy and stuff. I wanted to talk to, I'm going to have to have you back on and talk about <laughs> our 
being a mum because I always find those conversations really empowering to know that there's other mums out there that we don't have to do it all we choose to do what we do but we're still amazing mums and we're business women so I might have to have you back if you, you come back in the new year but before you go what would you tell yourself 10 years ago that you know now that you wish you'd known then um I would tell myself that the real version of you is really what people want like this facade that you put on and you know back when I was younger I would always put on this massive extroverted facade and like Mm -hmm. try and be this massive character to make up for the fact that I felt like I was actually a bit boring inside and so I would just always be completely over the top I was so insecure I was always trying to like live up to this thing and I'm as I've got older and older I've just realized like I'm mega introverted I'm really not that sociable like I'm quite awkward in social situations and I just I don't know I am what I am and I realize now actually that the more vulnerable I've got and the more I've shown my true self the more people have actually warned me and I'm like oh god this is actually like the bit that I thought was the thing that was holding my back is holding me back is actually my superpower so I feel like just getting comfortable enough to show who I truly am Mm -hmm. and trusting that the right people are going to accept that and the wrong people won't and being okay with the fact that actually some people will not like that and that is okay because they don't deserve to be in your world anyway if they don't like you so yeah getting comfortable with who you are I think I love that you just described Meg I'll say that like I'm not I feel so socially awkward and I I host a podcast it's like ridiculous like I know but it's different isn't it because you're actually not interacting with someone like I think my podcast is like it's like a therapy session sometimes I get like a overshare hangover and I'm like yeah quite a bit far there but I think sometimes when I'm actually like talking to someone like I don't know in person I don't know what it is yeah I'm kind of normally fine in a group of like three any more than that it's not my bag yeah I get worried that I don't know what I'm gonna say that's what my yeah. thing. Like, and then you end up saying something really inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Or trying to be, you know, be funny. But I'm like, of course I'm going to find, I think as well, and again, with this might be something else we can talk about in another episode about how being, I want to talk about my business and how excited I am about it and the wins and I just love it. And I want to talk about really happy things all the time. And so people will say, well, how are you, Claire? And I'm, I'm really good. And then the conversation ends because I haven't got anything to moan about. So at the moment, it's, it's a, a socially, it's a bit different for me because then I, I'm in these social situations and everyone just sitting around moaning. And I'm like, do you know how hard I've been working on my mindset and all you're doing is moaning. Mm-hmm. And this is really tough for me because it's like being stabbed in the aura because you're literally like, I'm working so hard. So I find that for me makes it even more socially awkward. But yeah. It's about finding people. But again, that's enough. See, I could talk to you all day, babe. There is so much we talk about. There's so much about motherhood that I just think is, yeah. you know, huge. And we were talking before and you were saying like, you know, I can't believe you were on that brand shoot and you had your little girl there and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I just think that like as a mother, we're told that you know you need to be present all the time you need to commit everything to your to your children I just don't agree like I think by committing myself to my business in the way that I have 
and has now enabled me to free up my time so that I could work those three days and then the rest of the time I'm with them. I am a much better version of myself. I know I'm inspiring my kids. I'm teaching them so much. Like my son the other day was like, I said, oh, oh be careful. And he was like, I can do it. I'm big and strong. And I was like, yes, you are right. Um, and I just know that I'm teaching them really powerful stuff by going after my dreams. And I honestly think as well, like for you know, so many mums will talk to me and say, how do you do it all? Like, how are you doing all the things you're doing and doing all the things with the kids? And I just don't, I just believe there is always a way. Mm. Like if you're look, you have two choices. You can either look for an excuse not to do something, or you can look for a way to do something. I've always believed that anything is possible. It sounds like such a cliche quote, but like, I always think that there is a way to get my way <laughs> and yeah. to get to where I want to get to. Like when I was a kid, I um, drew a picture of how I wanted to design my room and I took it down to my dad and uh, and he was like, Carly, you can't do this. I was like, what's the problem? He said, well, you've got a glass roof. So we need to take the roof off the house in order to give you this roof. And I was like, yeah, what's the problem? And he was like, <laughs> take the roof off the house. I was like, but you could take the roof off the house. It is hard, yeah. but it is possible. And he was like, for God's sake, Carly. Anyway, I didn't end up getting my roof, but I, that is how I think all the time. So there, it is so easy as a mum to look for all the reasons of why you can't do something. There are 25 reasons every single day of why you can't get your podcast recorded. You can't do this. You can't go live. You can't. There's so many reasons why if that's the game that you're in yeah. of finding reasons why you can't do stuff. You will always win that game. But if you're in the game of I have 20 things against me right now, but there is a way of doing this. How could I do it? then you're going to win. And that's just kind of like the mindset that I have around everything. Like, yes, I've had, you know, a baby, but I also had something that was really important to me in my business. So I was thinking, how could I do this though? You know, is there a way that I could do this? And there is always a way that you can do it. So that would be my biggest tip for the mums kind of thinking, oh God, I want to do this, but you know, I'm really struggling with sleep and whatever. And, you know, I'm not saying to just push through and reach burnout because you do 100% have to listen to your body, but be really aware of whether it's your fear talking and whether it's your excuses talking or whether genuinely you do need to take a bit of time for self-care because mm. um, they are deceiving. But yeah, I hope that little snippet helps a little bit. No, I could go I on forever that. about that. Oh, I know. It's, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. It's one thing that's just popped up because when you're regulate your nervous system isn't regulated you will feel more tired anyway and it mm -hmm. could be that you just need to sit and do some deep breaths and just crack on and we yeah. always everyone's tired all the time like I you know you, you just get feel tired but yeah. I feel that with a positive mindset you have more energy to uh, not positive mindset more hopeful mindset that again you can anything is possible I when you're inspired just... when you've got that yeah. fire in you you know you're you've got a purpose you're waking up and your purpose is more than I just need to keep keep these kids alive today. When you're like, you know, you've got that fire in you, it gives you energy for so much more stuff. I feel more energetic now than I have than I did before I had kids. But yeah. that's because the mission is so strong. So yeah, there is there is always always a way to get things done. Love it, love it. Thank you so much, Kylie. We'll do a quick fake goodbye. That everybody knows. I didn't say it before we stopped calling. Like doing the fake goodbye and then the real goodbye to say thank you properly. But okay. thank you so much. What are you? Um, where can people find you? Obviously, you're offering this wonderful course and the webinar that people should go mm -hmm. and watch. And I'll put the links in the show notes. Um, but where can people find you? So my Instagram is Carly Myers Life. Myers is M E Y E R S. So Carly Myers Life. Um, my YouTube is. 
Carly Myers Life, I think. <laughs> um, my podcast is Made for More podcast. Um, I've got some amazing guests on there. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And my website's carlymyers.com. You can see everything on there. Brilliant. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Bye. Beaut. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Written, produced and hosted by Claire Hill. And music has been composed by my brother, Phil Vidler.